Good afternoon, Patriots, and it's Wednesday, November 9th, the day after the greatest clown show on earth, in which people believed that the election was actually going to work. (laughs) But we have news. It's the same old thing like the definition of insanity. You keep doing the same thing over and over and expect a different result. It's probably time to see a doctor. Patriots, one thing we do have to be aware of, though, is preserving our wealth in this time and in this very unstable time with a lunatic president and still a lunatic Congress in play. Patriots, we are living through a time when inflation is continuing to plague our economy, our families, and our savings. And the irresponsible spending of the left just continues to exacerbate the problem. This year, we witnessed almost every kind of negative economic record, from empty grocery store shelves to 40-year high inflation. Don't let your savings wither away. Hedge against inflation with gold from Birch Gold. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 for your free info kit on diversifying into gold. Plus, when you do it this month, by Black Friday, get a free gold bar with every purchase that you make by December 22nd. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 and claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you do it. Once again, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and ensure your eligibility for a free gold bar with every purchase. Secure your future with gold. Do it today. Remember, text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. Yep, you got it. Birch Gold. Rest text Bards to 989898. There you go. Hey, for those of you that were looking for a red wave, I think I found a song that might work. Here we go. I think this kind of brings it in. Oh, yeah. I think we're just. a girl, a wonderful girl, <laughs> the sweetest one in town. Can search for miles around and no one like me can be found. Oh, yeah. I've got a smile. Just like smile, the circus. Red hot mama. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I'm Say telling that you. I should be in the follies, hot tamales. Say that I got a pair of eyes just like old Spangalis. I confess that I'm telling you, I feel so better already, don't you? And this is going to be the new red wave. The, the dance music for the new America. That's right. Oh, yeah, they were doing good right there. I'll tell you, this is the new America today. I hope you feel better because we voted in a bunch of people that are not going to change anything. But don't worry. Hold the line, Patriots. We're good. Hold the line. There is a great public post today in Gateway Pundit. It's put up by Publius 2.0. Pretty much sums up everything. It feels like we are watching the first wholly manufactured election 
in our history in which all key competitive races were programmed by Langley. This is absolutely true. For those of you that think there's white hats and all this other stuff, nope, that's not it. And as the deal is you have to appreciate that what they're doing here is a ritual humiliation event for the entire country. This is what the Luciferians do. This is what the Masonic orders do. And they're enjoying it. They're getting your hopes up and then they're breaking your hopes. And they're doing this cycle of events to kind of humiliate you to like, oh, we really thought we had hope, but now there is none. And this is what they want to do. This is how they break your will. This is how they roll in the new world order. Keep in mind that what they're trying to do is break everybody's hope in ever having our confidence as well and ever having a government of and by the people again. And when the, in that void, they will step in and offer you the greatest offer ever. Be, be aware, both parties, same party, two faces. They're playing the same game, and I almost guarantee you that they have cr- struck a deal behind the scenes before this election ever started to give you a few wins to make you feel good and luscious and to crush you in the other victories to keep you absolutely locked into the TV and to the Internet to what's going to happen next, what's going to happen next. Is Carrie Lake really going to win? What's happening? What's happening? And by the way, it's not missed on anyone that yesterday afternoon CNN said that if, if Republicans get hold of the House, they will investigate the Hunter Biden laptop. And Steve Bannon said last night if the Republicans get the House, they will investigate the Hunter Biden laptop, which means we will have two years of nothing. All right, Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's do some prayer warfare. What do you say? Father, we come to you today by our choice to humble ourselves before you in a day where many people are still fairly stressed about this election. And we just pray to we our prayers today begin with a prayer for those to put their eyes on you. Father, in this time, which is a difficult time for many, this is a great lesson for our nation to understand that we are not going to solve our problem by constantly seeking solutions through the institutions of men, corrupt institutions of men. And even worse, Father, we have these leadership right now who enjoys watching and processing the people through the, the absolute systems of humiliation to constantly raise their hopes and crush their hopes to constantly feed them the ideas that they actually their vote actually counts. And sadly, people are still believing in this nonsense. As you know, Father, as we know in our hearts, if the vote was actually effective, it would become illegal by these people. Instead, it becomes a game. And it's a game of mockery of you, Father God. For you gave us this nation, you blessed us this nation with an unbelievable gift that as we humble ourselves before you and you sat on the throne above this nation, we would then vote and have the power to choose our government where the government would be subordinate to the wills of the people. And sadly, we have let that slip away. A government now seeks to make us subordinate to it, to make us worship it, to have our eyes constantly on it, to make our eyes constantly worshiping the idols of men people in the position of power, men and women both, where we're supposed to idolize them, worship them, subjugate ourselves to them, give our power to them. Forgive us, Father, because this is not as you intended and it is not as we should walk, but as a nation we still stumble into this everlasting trap of tomfoolery 
in idolatry. We are in a process now, Father, where we're praying truly for the shaking to come, the sword of the earth to strike, to literally begin to awaken people through the challenges and trials that will inevitably come as we've passed this gateway. And while while many have put their eyes on you, still so many cast their gaze away. And they put their eyes on the politicians. They wring their hands in fear and anxiety over the outcomes of elections that they never had a chance to win anyway. Worst, Father, is that while there are many here in this presence today that cast their vote to the courts of heaven, still so many did not. They put their hopes, they put all of their energy, all of their anxieties, all of their focus onto a paper ballot that went into machines run by the institutions of corrupted men and corrupted hearts. Again, forgive us, Father, in this nation as we walk, as we place ourselves now in a walk where we must open our eyes to the greater truths. We are the true solution to this problem. You have given us everything we need. In fact, we're over-equipped by the considerations of kingdom and kingdom power to conquer this evil, and yet we continue to walk away. We're seeking the comfort of pews to be told how to think and what to do and to remind us that we don't have to do anything until Jesus comes. And we forget our absolute responsibility in this world to be active and present in the presence of evil and to literally pursue and destroy evil ruthlessly. We confuse forgiveness with justice. We confuse justice with vengeance. And in the process, we walk away from it all. We don't hear you well when you say we must forgive to be forgiven. And we also don't hear you well that reminds us that we must bring justice to this world. And so we listen to the narratives that are placed around us by weak pulpits and by corrupt men and, and women of the, pulp, of the political class. They try to tell us that, well, if you forgive, you must forgive everything. You must not bring justice. That's not what you've told us, and yet that's what people hear. Again, forgive us, Father. For we know very clearly that we must find forgiveness in our heart to release ourselves from the corruption and corrosion of anger, of hatred, of anxiety, of vengeance, of fear, so that we can see clearly with eyes that you give, to take the weight off of what's on our heart pass it to heaven, and to be able to approach our fellow man and woman with an open heart that's centered on the love of kingdom, but with the pure understanding that as we confront evil, as we confront misdeeds, that there is a justice that must be levied, and we must do it not from a place of hatred or vengeance, but a place where justice is truly blind. So, Father, We pray that the clarity of this settles in on the hearts of the many. They begin to understand the true responsibility we have of not being in this world, but walking truly within the power of kingdom, that we are intended to love. But equally, love and forgiveness, while they work hand in hand, we are equally intended to deliver justice to this land and to ensure that crimes do not go unaddressed especially crimes against the children, crimes against the elderly, 
and those that have no voice. So, Father, we close this prayer today with praying that people will start to find the true strength in that walk of kingdom, to understand the mightiness of the sword of the Spirit, to understand that at times as you call and lead, there may even be moments to raise the sword of steel. But it's as you direct, not as we do so with a corrupted heart. And in the final sense of this, to always remember, as you've told us, that vengeance is yours, not ours. So, Father, in these times and this these walk ahead, as most undoubtedly things will become more interesting, more challenging, let us continue to pursue that love and deep passion that we have for you and all of, all of kingdom and to continue to put our eyes on our Savior and our King, Christ Jesus. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, tonight on Fishers, I'm going to get into, and for the rest of the week, I'm going to be talking a lot about justice, forgiveness. It seems to be a, I've just noticed by comments that this is one that trips people up pretty heavily. And I do want to highlight that, very importantly, that forgiveness does not mean there is no justice and that you're not giving, that you're giving up justice or accountability. And I don't know why that gets so confusing with people. But it does, and I see it a lot. And that's not the way this works. We have a huge responsibility to make sure there's justice delivered, especially for these criminals that have done such damage and harm to people. Innocence, stolen. And we don't have a Congress now that's necessarily going to do anything about it. This game that's been played has been completely rigged. I'm going to read this article post by... It's a guest post by Publius 2.0. And this is in the Gateway Pundit this, this morning. It reads, It seriously feels like we are watching the first wholly manufactured election in our history in which all of the key competitive races have had the results directly programmed by Langley. Americans are suffering through the most crushing economic conditions, rampant crime, reckless foreign nuclear flirtations, most aggressive per- perverse assaults on family and paternal rights in history, all topped off by an embarrassing, unpopular disaster in the White House, leading a shrill, tin-eared, bellicose, fascist yunta that appears indifferent to the ordeal that are inflicting on working people. And yet, the Democrat monolith is barely dented. Either the country has large states filled with brainwashed zealots who are too stupid and mindless to comprehend the reality of the collective damage they are ratifying with votes for the best lackluster, at worst, appallingly unimpressive, if not foolish, candidates. Or we are seeing direct black block box voting manipulation. Final tabulations are being perpetrated on a scale that renders typical ballot and voter fraud schemes unnecessary acronyms as the decisive votes that have now kept the ruling yunta largely intact. At worst, they are literal fabrications piled onto Democrat vote totals by a few keystrokes entered in some master election hacking operation run by IC criminals in a league in a league with a part with and part of the Democrat crime syndicate. The experts Lindell brought together have quite explicit and factually well supported in laying out how the fraud goes far deeper 
and is far more comprehensive than any sort of ham-handed ballot harvesting, ballot box suffering or stuffing, or illegal vote schemes on the ground. Festerman's supposed win is beyond any rational explanation and defies every known political and electoral principle and truism that we have been held, that we've seen hold firm throughout our entire history. It would be suicidally ludicrous to think that this pack of criminals won't use every last means at their disposal to the bitter end. And there's good old Fox News, chipper as ever, as they announce the results of this massive national fraud without the slightest question as to why every indication has someone been wrong, choosing only to focus on the handful of obvious victories that were allowed to go forward because they were either too inevitable or simply unnecessary to reverse. The usual pedantic talking heads are actually saying the same sort of huge indictment of the Republican Party. And these thin margins demonstrate that these close defeats, the usurper demons, are clever enough not to try to manufacture landslides for the brain-dead puppets. And then, of course, there's a brewing bunch of controversy in Arizona to detract every one from the rest of the effing thefts they pulled off around the country without a trace. That, to me, sums up exactly what we went through yesterday. It articulates it well, and it puts it framing well. If you are believing in a red wave, it was not. It was a red dribble. It was highly unimpressive what happened, and it defies the statistics that show that Americans are fed up. The world we are in right now is in a collapsing Babylon, and the elites are doing everything they can to preserve it. That's on both sides of the aisle. This is a bipolar political institution that intends constantly to keep you in a political swing, dangling the carrot of hope to try to provide for you an optimism that it will be the next time, patriots. Don't worry. Hang in there. The next time. The next time. We're going to do this over 20 years. Run the math. In 20 years, look at your age and where will you be? I'm 57. That means I'm 77. They know exactly what that means. That means I'm out of play. The only focus that they want to worry about now is that upcoming class of youth. Remember, they've gutted the millennial class thanks to this death shot as they're slaughtering them and getting rid of those resistance that might protest the idea that their jobs were being replaced by AI and robotics. The real darkness of this war is that most of those you thought you could trust in one hand or another have their hand in the cookie jar of profit, power, and wealth. And they don't ultimately care a lot about you. They care a whole lot more about what, they're, what they have and how they're going to keep it at any cost. So where we are right now is a wake-up call. In my opinion, this was probably the final gate to make a choice of. Either you had your eyes on heaven yesterday and your trust in Father and are not affected by what today's results are, or you obsessed yourself into a, a misery overnight and through, the, through this day, worrying about the outcomes of an election that you never had any control over. The choice has always been yours, and the hope for this nation is always on us and on each of you. The fact of the matter is, that the hope of this nation rests with our commitment to walk in the body of Christ, 
and to walk in kingdom power, to resurrect this nation as a republic under God with a government supported and subordinate to the people, but not like it is. And thinking that we're going to fix this system by going through this system and fixing something that at its very core is rotten is tomfoolery. At its best, insanity on the other side. So right now, I would say that you should be feeling empowered, excited, relieved, because for once the truth is in plain sight. And the need to listen to Father God has never been greater than any other time in our lives. And he's speaking, he's pointing, he's directing, he's guiding us. We knew this walk was not going to be easy. Christ told us that. And now we have to get serious about it. We are the front line of this fight. We are the mighty men and women of God. We have to choose to walk that path with that strength and commitment and authority the kingdom gives us. For we were told that we have authority over all evil. Time to walk it. Time to live it. Time to live our lives as Christ would want us to. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. 
not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 